I have got to step off script momentarily. I realized only minutes before this service, uh, you saw the um, arranger of that beautiful setting of, mor- of Luther's morning prayers, Carl Schock. He's a name that's known well here. We gave him an honorary degree uh, two years ago. Um, it is his 90th birthday today. So happy birthday to our good friend Carl Schock. Um, he is uh, one of the great treasures of the church a tremendous historian who I have read a lot of his works and has been very influential on my understanding of how music fits into worship in the Christian life. And his music is obviously very, very moving and beautiful. If you remember back to our um, Reformation celebration concert two years ago at Segerstrom Hall, the final piece we sang was Luther's Evening Prayer, and that also was done by Carl Schock. Um, and uh, very thankful for him and his wonderful ministry to us. Uh, A man who has given great aid and comfort to the meditation of the Lord's Word for many, many years. Now, back to Psalm 145. Um, So find that again in your hymnal, please. And we now look at verse 5. It says, On the glorious splendor of your majesty... And on your wondrous works, I will meditate. Now that begs some digging into the word meditate. We have various ideas of what that is. But there's a specific idea of what that means to the psalmist. The Hebrew word for meditate that's found in Psalm 145 verse 5 is asihach. Asihach. I think that's fairly close. I've not yet taken a Hebrew class myself. Uh, But thank you to Tom Park for helping me through that one already today. Um, But a Seahawk means something very specific. It's not, you know, sometimes we think today of meditation of let's quiet our mind or some personal affirmation. Um, That's not what um, the psalmist is talking about at all. The definition of a Seahawk is to hold one's attention by uttering words of scripture or prayers to focus one's thoughts. So a seahawk is more about speaking than sitting still and doing nothing. Therefore, to meditate on God's word is to recite it. Therefore, we go back to our training as young people and as adults. Some of the things that we've been taught to do. How about memorization verses? If you've been through Sunday school or confirmation classes, surely you had plenty of these to learn. Let's look at one right now since it's right in front of us. How about verse 8 in uh, Psalm 145? This is probably one of the first ones anyone in Sunday school gets to memorize. Let's say it together. Uh, Maybe not for memory, but let's read it together. Uh, The Lord is gracious and merciful slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. How about this one? Christ is risen. Here we corporately meditate, celebrating Christ's resurrection, an age-old greeting um, uh, for Easter. So through these meditations, um, we have many different ways of connecting with the Word of God. And in Luther's morning prayer, what does he say right after? He says, Go to work joyfully. Well, that's maybe something we all should say every single day, right? Go to work or for in the vocation of the student. Go to class joyfully. And part two, Luther says, 
singing a hymn. And I love that um, because I think that music is a wonderful way of connecting us to God's Word. In fact, Luther said about this particular word, a seahawk, he said uh, that the verb recalls the singing of birds. So the church continuously fills its mouth with preaching and joy and gladness like the little birds. It's a great image for us as we move forward. So what are we to meditate on? The greatness of God, yes. But there are many pagan gods, many idols that we can meditate on being great. But there's something really, really unique about our God. And it's that He does good works. And that's why this psalm really focuses on us remembering the good works of God. If we look at verses 13 through 20, if you flip the page, you can see many of these good works stated here. For example, the Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. You can read through all of these and there's, there's probably something that speaks to you right now today. Always remember that God is doing His good works in your life. No matter your mindset, no matter your mood, no matter your surroundings, God is at work. He is active. And it is good. Since we've been talking about uh, the, wonder, uh, the wonderful um, tool of meditation on God's good works, ways of declaring God's good works, we're going to now turn to a hymn. We're going to turn to a hymn that's been sung for almost 400 years before Simon and Garfunkel or any of the great songwriting duos back in Germany in the uh, 1600s. We had Paul Gerhardt and Ebeling. Gerhardt and Ebeling. Anyone? Dr. McDaniel, um, yes. Um, but Gerhardt and Ebeling, they wrote over 100 hymns, published them, and some of them are still with us today. One of my favorites speaks directly to this psalm. It's called, even, or it's called um, well, it's, uh, LSB 726. Please turn to that. The hymn is Evening and Morning. And if you look comparatively between this hymn and Psalm 145 and the good works spoken in Psalm 145, you'll see a lot of connections. In fact, if you look down at the bottom right-hand corner, you see that Psalm 145 is even... Uh, directed as one of the inspirations of this hymn. So, uh, with Dr. Ehring's leadership, let's please sing together Psalms, or Hymn 726. <laughs> 